the NASDAQ is to the downside today as now people are looking at maybe higher yields once again. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of it had to do with the Dow and the S&P outperforming the NASDAQ. Of course, the Senate passing a trillion dollar infrastructure plan yesterday, voting to approve the bill that includes 550 billion in new funding, and it will now move to the House. Early uh, this morning, the Senate Democrats passed the three and a half trillion budget framework. Lawmakers approved Democrats' budget uh, resolution on a party line 50-49 vote, a crucial step for a president and party set on training the government's fiscal might at assisting families, creating jobs, inviting climate change, higher taxes on the wealthy corporations will pay for much of it. Uh, its passage came despite an avalanche of Republican amendments. Here's the thing, it's going to have a tough path ahead. The infrastructure bill could be held hostage in the House to party extremists who view bipartisanship, collaboration, and compromise as equivalent to working with the enemy. So while the framework is not perfect, it contains policies and programs that create jobs, again, address climate change and environmental justice and invest in our economy for the long haul. Hopefully, it will be um, the time for party moderates on both sides of the aisle to take a stand against such extremists in both parties and get things done for the American people by working with each other. Because at the end of the day, job creation and um, getting Americans back to work in, in a more sustainable future is a good thing for all of us. You say the next six weeks are going to be key. Tell us why those are a key time now. Right. Well, the first data point we got uh, this morning was U.S. consumer pricing slowed in July, even as it remained at 13-year high on an annual basis. And there were tentative signs inflation has peaked to supply chain disruptions caused by the pandemic work through the, through the economy. Now, the Fed is paying close attention to price pressures as it molds when it uh, begins to reduce its massive bond holdings and how soon it will begin lifting rates from near zero. It also remains on the lookout for any signs that price pressures may be broadening. The next six weeks are going to be key, highlighted by Fed minutes next week, the Jackson Hole speech later this month, and the Fed meeting uh, in, in just over a month. So six week time span really stands out in terms of policy focus. We should know a lot more by late September than we do now. As Ticker Tate points out, the Fed is focused more on the labor situation than inflation, this is according to Morgan Stanley. And there's optimism that jobs can continue getting filled as the school year begins and COVID-related unemployment benefits begin to expire. So by the end of the year, Morgan Stanley thinks the job loss from COVID could be a closing the gap and, and be about halfway back to pre-COVID levels. So it, it's really going to be the tell over the next six weeks how the start of school goes, how we get through the fall beyond the six weeks, um, how the variants um, impact any economic recovery, any reopenings, we have to go back to some sort of restriction, how kids are managing the viruses at school. So um, it, it's really going to be key getting to back to school, school season under September. Right. And so when you look at what's going on here, I thought it was interesting within uh, we were just talking about the CPI and tell me what your thoughts are as inflation's not as hot as people could have expected. Um, and tomorrow we'll get PPI within that. The components that caught George Silas's attention, obviously, used car prices are still elevated, but the energy and fuel fuel was up two point six percent. Food was up 0.7%. Was there any part of the CPI that you're watching closely or you think the Fed is just really, this is all about the Fed and what happens here in, in Jackson Hole and the next meeting? I think part of the 
of the issues with oil prices, um, in addition to some demand pullback that we've seen um, as a result of, of the variant spreading, they are also falling um, as the White House called on OPEC and its allies to increase oil production to support the global recovery from the pandemic. The Biden administration is also calling on the Federal Trade Commission to monitor the U.S. gasoline market and address any illegal conduct that might be contributing to price increases for consumers at the pump. OPEC Plus is still withholding about 6 million barrels per day, which plans to gradually return to the market. U.S. producers also turned off the taps during uh, the depths of the pandemic, and they've been slow to bring production back online. So it's kind of been the perfect storm for oil, as we've seen over uh, the past couple of weeks, with demand slowing down as a result of variants and, again, production being very slow to get back online, which is why we see those noticeable prices at the pump and, and you know, back well above that back uh, $3 level.